TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. This is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the awesome co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello there. Marcus Pierce. It's great. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, gee, I love this. I love this podcast. It's the best fun to just... I'm inspired. I feel positive about getting... About aging, not getting old, just aging. Yeah, it's great, to, isn't it, to speak to the people that we've been speaking to and, and uh, reassure not only our listeners but ourselves that aging is something to look forward to, not something to fear and loathe. I love it. Um, we've got a very special guest today. Uh, I have, um, uh, I was uh, amazed when I, uh, when I learned that there's only two clubs in the world, Damo, that the late Queen Mother, so the Queen's mum who died at 101 yes. some 10 years ago, yep. she was a member of only two clubs in the whole wide world. One of them was Royal Ascot uh-huh. because she loved horses and she the did. other was a very prestigious club in our very own country up in Queensland. The <laughs> Queen Mother uh, was a member of the 100 plus club. Amazing. And as I say, it's an exclusive club for people up in Queensland who are over or 100 years of age or older. Um, and our next guest stumbled across the 100 Plus Club and being a documentary filmmaker thought, why don't I make a documentary on these people? So Mandy Lake, the documentary filmmaker of, 100, of the 100 Plus Club, thanks for joining 100 Not Out. No worries. Hello, boys. Mandy, it's such a good thing. You actually inspired us to uh, to put this podcast together. It was watching your movie that actually, or your documentary that inspired us to do this. It's just to inspire uh, many people in different generations. You know, whether they're in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, or eighth, or ninth, or tenth generation, to um, to think about what other people are doing before them and who are still living life well. So it is incredible. But what inspired you to make this amazing documentary? Well, uh, well, what happened was, being a crusty old journo, I am doco maker, I uh, scour the newspapers every day for stories, potential stories, and I uh, stumbled across this tiny little story in our local paper about, uh, you know, the 100 Plus Club, and they were getting together for a high tea, and I, I'm like, my God, there's a club for 100-year-olds? I have to get to know them. I, I have to go and see this. So I... Uh, I rang up the club and uh, they said, oh, my God, we can't believe it. Um, you know, we just had a board meeting last night. We decided that someone should make a film about us. So, uh, you know, it was sort of serendipi- serendipity in a way too. But um, to be honest, it also also comes about from this uh, real drive to make positive stories about um, our older Australians. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that. And I and I sort of saw this film as being a you know kind of a good vehicle of getting across a, a few positive messages. So, yeah, of raising yeah. the self-esteem of Australians and the aging process. I hope. Yeah, well, I hope so. I hope some of that's come out of it. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I I just thought that basically our older Australians were um, getting written off a bit a, a bit too early and way too um, early. Way too early. Yeah, way too early. And um, you know quite invisible as well um and i guess a lot of this also came through um you know living in japan and traveling through asia where 
you know, older people are just so revered there and, you know, they're so visible, you know, and, and obviously important cogs of, of the society still. And, and I came back to Australia from Japan and went, hmm, where are all the older people? Yeah, what's <laughs> so, happened here? They're all stuck yeah, at home. Yeah. They're hiding yeah, at home. Yeah. So let's yeah. tell people what you've done. You, you've had a look. You've, you've called the, the local 100. You've called the 100 plus club. They've got 130 odd members and you have nailed down three of them. Ruth Frith, uh, who was 101 uh, at the time of um, making the film, who was a, uh, a World Masters Games gold medalist, uh, yeah. a beautiful lady by the name of Olive, who loved yeah. to sing, and a farmer by the name of Dexter, who, was a, who loved to write. Tell us how you, again, well, you probably had to convince these guys that you, to actually do it, but how did you put it all together and, and tell us what you learned you know, in the process of uh, spending, obviously, a lot of quality time with these people? Well, um, actually, th- these three characters just stood out from an instant. But, you know, our process was, well, first of all, we started going to all the, the functions. You know, they have three functions a year. So we kind of spent the first year just filming the functions and just sort of, you know, earning the trust because that's a really important thing as a doco maker, you know, get the trust happening. And just sort of talking to people and, and look, let me tell you now, the whole it's a room full of characters and to be honest you know all of them would have made really good subjects but um these three stood out in that they all started stuff really really late in life you know like yeah, Ruth that... started athletics at 74 <laughs> no doesn't that got... give people hope hey yeah yeah, well, you know how it came about? She got sick of mining her daughter's bags. Her, her daughter's a, a master's athlete herself and an ex-Olympian. And Ruth used to sit there and mine all the bags. And, um, <laughs> you know, one day she said, I've had enough of this. <laughs> I'm going to join in. I, that's right. So she started as a sprint, sprinter yep. and uh, she's moved into all the throwing events. So she started at 74. Wow. Then we've got the lovely Olive who at the age of 89 – um, took up singing lessons because she just felt she could sing better. So uh, um, I, can't, I actually could, thought that she was a singer her whole life, but so she started. Well, she, she was, was a closet singer. She was a mother singer, wasn't she? That she she, she was more of a. She used to do uh, CWA productions, but she was more doing plays. You know, she was more of the bossy director like myself, and um, <laughs> and so it, she wasn't really into singing in a big way until later life, and and so she took up these singing lessons with an opera singer, and uh, she it, she is a really good singer, I have to say, and um, and then there's our lovely Dexter who um, basically took up writing books or writing when he was eighty six. His wife passed away, and um. He used to spend some long nights by himself and he's like, well, what am I going to do? Okay, I'll start writing. And he's still churning out the stories, I can tell you. (laughs) Well, this is what I find fascinating, Damo, is that these people have, you know, what a lot of people call magnificent obsessions. Like it's more than just a hobby. Mm. It's something that they think about, they talk about all the time. You cannot stop them from doing. It's like when we uh, spoke to Tommy Hafey, he actually loves to get up in the morning and exercise. You cannot stop him from doing it. Yeah, Is that what you've... Yeah, is that what you found uh, common amongst a number of the people that you um, met with Mandy, that they had something that they'd love to do, a reason for living? Um, I don't know if I'd call it obsession. Uh, I wouldn't say Bruce's obsessed or Olive was obsessed or Dexter. I, I, I would say that it's it's passion. Mm, you know, they absolutely, 
Yeah, there is a difference, you, you know, and they're absolutely passionate about their various pursuits and, um, you know, it, it um, and as all have famously sort of said, you know, you've got to have a project. Yeah, and, she did, um, she? and she did, you know, she, they're all busy people, you know, and this, this is the common denominator, one of the com- many common do- denominators amongst all the club members. It's like that they're pretty busy, you know, they don't, they don't sit around much. In not, fact, watching, not, really... not watching the grass grow. <laughs> no. But that's a, such fact... an important thing. I think actually, Marcus, you wanted to say that, didn't you? You didn't want to say obsession. It was just that passion is the key thing because yeah. what we've yeah. found in yeah. interviewing these people is that they're so passionate. Not obsessed, yeah. they're just passionate about it. Yeah. And passion drives their inspiration. But I think maybe inspiration yeah. drives their passion. But it's, uh, it is quite a, it, it's quite amazing. How, you know when you made the documentary, Mandy, how did you feel about aging? How do you feel about aging these days after doing that? Well, I honestly, before I did the doco, I have to confess, I'm terrified of aging. Well, I was terrified of aging. and You wouldn't and... be alone. It'd be 99% of um, <laughs> the Western world who are in the same boat. Absolutely. I know. Absolutely mortified about my mortality. Um, so, so basically, and I, also the other thing I've always not liked as a child is, and, and I think this is why I don't like to think of getting old, is I don't like the way once again, that we're treating our older people. So I'm thinking, hmm, maybe this film can make things a bit better for me down the track. <laughs> you know, Maybe I won't be so invisible down the track. I know that's sort of sounding a bit lofty. No, no, you're paying it forward. So what yeah. kind of response did you get uh, you know, from local government, uh, from government? Um, when um, I know uh, it was one of the highest uh, rating yeah. shows on the ABC when it was broadcast. I mean, that's a great... Um, indicator of its success but what kind of response did you get once you released the documentary amazing it was very much paying it forward seeing paying it forward in action um you know people were telling us you know young younger friends you know people in their 20s were ringing us up and, and one particular friend um yeah 28 you know very glamorous um she, she walks into work every day and she, for two years she's passed this older fellow on on his veranda and you know she's always wondering what his name was and wondering about him and anyway this um she saw this film and it's just really moved her to um start talking to this fellow and um they've actually since become very good friends and um she has you know cups of tea with him every week she's baking cakes for him um, but this this story um, isn't an isolated story. It's you know we've had so much feedback from people saying, look, I've actually rang my grandparents up. You know, my grandmother. Um, I went over and watched the film with her, and and, and this kind of thing. So um, it's had. I think it's it's caused great ripples. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, I yeah. remember uh, when Ruth said that. Um, yeah, in the doco, people at our age that just like to be spoken to. Yeah, absolutely. Just like to be spoken to. Absolutely, and I see. I look. I even see it the way the way that my siblings. I guess you know this is going to get me into trouble if they're listening to this. But <laughs> 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 but um, you sort of see the way that they they're starting to talk to my parents. You know, yeah. you, you know, that's if they are talking to them, and um, it's sort of they are talking down a bit, and um, yeah, yeah, um, I, I. I I think I'm very, very happy with, with the way it's been received, that's that's for sure. Now, okay, so you spend a lot of time with a number of people that are in the 100-plus club. Um, yes. 
surely that has an impact on, as we've just been discussing, your perception on aging. What advice, you know, would you give to people that say, you know what, Mandy, I'm I'm terribly scared of aging. I don't want to. I don't want to grow old. What would you say to these people? Well, I would have to reiterate what Olive says is you've got to have a project and, um, you know, something to keep you motivated, stimulated. Um, Ruth, Ruth, um, Ruth is, uh, although it didn't come through in the film so much, I, I did have to cull it 35 hours so not everything made it in. But um, she she does say that for some reason when people turn 60 or, you know, you know when they retire, it's they pretty much retire from life. You know, um, of course, you get all the grey nomads and whatnot, but she, she, she hates the concept that you know, and particularly women seem to s- sort of stop. Mm. So, um, one one thing that I I took away from it, and I've sort of adopted it as my own little thing, but um, you know, you have to keep moving. You know, like a shark, mm. <laughs> if you stop moving, I think. Um, you know, you're in trouble. And, and this is becoming very true of my mother who, you know, she's 78 and um, she's got really bad knees and I can see her slowing down and I'm like, Mum, you know. Get moving. Uh, get moving. you got to move. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mandy, it's an absolutely wonderful documentary. Uh, for our listeners, if you'd like to uh, grab a copy of the doco, go to flickchicks.com.au. It's F-L-I-C-K-C-H-I-C-K-S.com.au to grab a copy. We'll Mandy, put it on the well website. done. Yeah, and we'll put it on the website as well. Um, yeah. If you go to the Wellness Couch. Uh, dot uh, com slash 100 not out um you can um manny you've done a wonderful job congratulations well, on you. everything that you've done um, thank you I very say, much it's been an honor to be interviewed by you and i'm i'm, I'm glad that you're um you know you, you're putting it out there <laughs> well, thanks for making aging cool mandy <laughs> I just keep breathing, boys. <laughs> Certainly will. And Damo, that's what it's about. I mean, these podcasts, they really do, I mean, as we were saying at the beginning, they inspire us, but ideally they're inspiring everyone else out there to look forward to tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Mm-hmm. It, that's it. It's not something to be dreaded, that's for sure. Well, that's another edition down of 100 Not Out. We'd love to hear your feedback. As we said, you can go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com slash 100 Not Out. If you've liked this episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of the wellness podcasts available. Damo, until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. I will. Thanks, MP. Well done. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Dr. Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys here. Imagine having six internationally renowned health and well-being specialists all to yourself for three whole days. Imagine a beautiful tropical location away from the rat race where you can fully immerse yourself in creating a new you. Imagine personalized one-on-one attention to help you break through to the next level. Join the three Up For A Chat girls, Kim Morrison, Cindy Amira and Karen Smith and the three wellness guys, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and myself for the BFO Wellness Retreat at the luxurious Western Resort and Spa in Fiji and make your health a priority. For more information, go to thewellnesscouch.com and click on shop. We can't wait to see you there.